Broadcasting from the ESPN Radio Studios in Tallahassee, Florida, and in partnership with the JoeBucksFan.com Podcasting Network, this is the Joe Bolts Fan Podcast with Tom Lang. I'm back. That can only mean one thing. We're playing for the cup, Tampa. This is the Joe Bolts Fan Podcast. Part of the JoeBucksFan.com podcast network brought to you all tournament long by our friends at Bill Curry Ford. You know it. GM Sean Sullivan will do anything to get you in a Bill Curry Ford today. One mile north of Raymond James Stadium is the showroom. BillCurryFord.com is the website. Guys, we're talking again on Saturday, September the 19th. It's only been a couple of days, but why are we talking? The Lightning are four wins away from cup number two in franchise history. This is the fourth crack at it that we've uh, we've had as the Joe Bolts fan community. I'm thankful to all of you that have come along for the ride. And for those of you that are just getting interested in the Tampa Bay Lightning and you want to see what the Stanley Cup Finals is all about, you picked a great time to jump aboard. Enjoy it tonight, 7.30 p.m. This is one of the great sports weekends in the history of professional and college sports. You got college football. The NFL, the Stanley Cup Finals, the NBA Conference Finals, the U.S. Open and golf, and a little bit more if you're looking for some weird sports. Premier League being one of them. Man, wall to wall, and the highlight is tonight. We're playing for it, guys, and the matchup we have against Dallas is a favorable one. If we are energetic, if we're not completely gassed from the previous series, if a little bit of health goes our way, maybe Braden Point's Last couple of days of treatment and sleep have allowed his lower body injury to round into form a little bit. This is the team that you want to play. Vegas would be a worse matchup. Colorado would be a worse, much worse matchup if they were healthy. Dallas is great for us. But they got here for a reason. And when you have the team of destiny feel about you, and make no mistake, if you have a negative goal differential and you're giving up three goals a game, and yet you're still in the Stanley Cup Finals, you got to feel like it's fate. Like you're going to, no matter how it looks, how many cards are stacked up against you, you're going to find a way to win. And Dallas is going to have that belief. So I'm not saying take it lightly, but if you were drawing it up and you're looking at the bracket beforehand, uh, the tournament set up 5 through 12, outside of a crazy outlier result, Dallas is about as good of a matchup as we can have. And it's an interesting matchup. It's head coach versus former assistant coach. Rick Bonus is now behind the bench for the Dallas Stars, and he has galvanized that team, uh, the little team that could kind of energy is emanates from that bench on Dallas. I mean, Colorado had some injury luck where they lost Grubauer and they lost one of their top defensemen, and that paved the way for the Dallas series to be the really, really um, – entertaining, high-scoring, skill-laden series that I talked about a lot a few weeks back on the Joe Bolts fan podcast. But, you know, things had to kind of fall apart for Colorado, for Dallas to win that series, and, and so they did. The Vegas one, if you look at the pressure within, uh, you know, shots, chances, zone time, all that stuff, Vegas could have won that series in five or six games easily. But Dallas got the big goals at the big times, and in that game five, they score twice in the third period to force overtime, and then they walk it off on a weak goal, short side one-timer, and here they are. Man, and here we are, guys. Uh, were you dreading 
the uh, the overtime result? Were you dreading the moment when Brock Nelson is breaking away on Andre Vasilevsky as we are on the power play and Tyler Johnson turns it over? Were you dreading the New York Islanders' power play in overtime, thinking about how much Saturday is going to stink? We're going to have to wait all day for a Game 7, and who knows at that point. I was. I'll admit it. You know, what I saw in the midpoint of the second period on through the end of regulation was a Tampa Bay Lightning team that was punched out. Like Clubber Lang and Rocky Three, We threw haymaker after haymaker at Varlamov. The Islanders, with their power plays, with our defense getting active, rebounds, deflections, odd man rushes, you name it, we had it. And Varlamov was amazing. And in the third period, you saw it finally got to us. We have stayed in our structure to that point. We had stayed in our structure all postseason long. Five overtime game against Columbus, no problem. Uh, adversity strikes in the Boston series, no problem. Earlier in this Islander series, no problem. We stick to it. Playing against some teams, that that's what they do. Columbus, for years, has been all about defense-first conservative hockey. And yet we've adopted this philosophy to the point where we out-Columbus Columbus. We did the same thing here to the Islanders. We stayed within our structure until Game 6, the back half of it. We got nervous. You could see they were gripping the stick a little bit tighter. Receiving passes looked arduous. Getting out of the zone, we labored. Getting the puck behind their net to get off on a change, impossible at times. The Islanders were surging. They were feeding off of our doubt. But now there's no more doubt. Tony C., the Bolt father himself, gets it done on a great play by Barclay Goodrow behind the net. And honestly, it all started with a Tony C. decision. He had a chance to make a pass and transition in the neutral zone. He decides to dump it far corner and play, you know, a self-pass game. Puck ends up on 19 stick. He stops behind the net, feeds Tony C. And honestly, Tony thought it was in before it was in. Went off the post, ricocheted, and then finally slid across that line. And now, hopefully, with the sigh of relief of getting rid of Barry Trotz's team. And holy cow, Barry Trotz is such a wizard that he'll leave you just... I mean, pouring sweat after the game is over, you don't feel like it's over because of what he can do and the structure that the Islanders can generate. And that team deserved to be nowhere close to the conference finals on paper, but that's where coaching matters. That's where Barry Trotz is a wizard and the Washington Capitals are morons for letting him walk over money. Ah. Now that doubt is gone. And now you're facing an opponent in Dallas that isn't nearly as tight defensively as Columbus or the Islanders. They're giving up an average of three goals a game in this postseason. And each time they played a team that can bring it offensively, those teams that can bring it offensively have scored. But the key to the series is this. Does Dallas get off to a one nothing start in game one? This is a game they got to have. If I'm looking at it from the Joe Stars fan perspective, Tampa played two extra games Technically three because of the overtime periods in Game 5 and Game 6 in the Eastern Conference Finals. So you should have a beleaguered team in the same way that Tampa took advantage of the Islanders in Game 1 of the Finals. Dallas should be able to take advantage of us tonight. But don't let us win this game. Because if we win Game 1, when Dallas has the scout and the energy advantage, and Dallas is as porous defensively, as they are compared to the teams we've seen so far in our playoff run, 
this does tilt heavily in the favor of the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm nervous. I expect us to win the series, which is kind of scary. I expected us to win the Calgary series as well. I thought back in 04, I remember my dad and I talking about this outside of uh, the forum. We were talking about how, you know, there's no way that Calgary stacks up to what Philadelphia brought to the table. But the problem is you don't play Calgary a month later. You played them two nights later. An emotional Game 7 victory over the Flyers. Next thing you know, it's... Calgary goes up and down the ice and beats your brains in, and it only takes four to hoist the cup. They got a freebie. The toll of the previous series does show up, and now I understand that Dallas played a seven-gamer against Colorado two rounds ago, so they're not exactly just breezing through the postseason in their own right, but tonight is a chance for the Stars to take advantage of a tired Tampa Bay Lightning team. Nikita Kucherov has played over 60 minutes of hockey the last two games. He usually averages around 20. So he's played an extra game's worth of time on the ice this week. I know that we're going to, you got to air it out. It's not like we're not going to try, but because the confidence has to be soaring and the structure that we're going to see out of the stars is going to allow for more odd man chances and more high percentage chances than we've seen so far. But it's just, I don't expect necessarily to win game one. I think Dallas is going to have the jump tonight. Now, if Vasilevsky is able to stand on his head or or our defensive structure wins the day and you're in a 1-1 game deep into the second period, that's a victory for us. Because if we can get past this guy tonight with a win, by the time I sign on next Thursday, we could have a market advantage in this series. And that's the way this series goes, by the way, uh, in terms of the schedule. They wanted to do a back-to-back in games two and three, I think. Uh, and the teams complained about that. And so the Edmonton bubble shifted. The NHL said, all right, we want to get out of here, but we understand where you're coming from. So the schedule is tonight, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, followed by the first back-to-back in in this series, which will be a potential Game 5 next Saturday night. So when I sign on Thursday, if we win this one tonight, guys, we could be on the brink. But it would take an awful lot to do that. I think. So buckle up. If Dallas looks fresher and it looks like their structure is winning the day, and and no doubt one of the things that that they do that's really good and um, that has me concerned, the way they forecheck is lights out. They've got big forwards. I mean, really big guys. Jamie Benn is the headliner. Sagan is kind of a feast or famine player, but when he's hot, he finds the corners of, of the goal. And uh, and obviously Corey Perry is somebody with a little bit of pedigree on that team, and, and Pavelski is another. Uh, but they can get real physical on the forecheck. It's not like we haven't seen it before, but they've got a lot of size, and that's what has me concerned. If we're fumbling the puck a little bit like uh, Sergachev and Chernak do when they're paired together, Dallas is just going to blow you away. They're going to pound you into the boards and generate real chances with incredible speed. Tic-tac-toe, boom on the net and they're going to get on you but get out of our own zone quickly good first pass up the ice something that we did not do well in game six back half of it then we're going to be able to generate odd mans and katie bar the door if that's the case i'm going to give you a couple more thoughts on this game one this is a bit of a rambling first segment i'm just i'm so excited you know when we were here in 2015 it felt like we were going to get back to the cup finals and, and close the deal 
in, in the near future. And we were on the doorstep a couple of times. The Game 6 curse, though, rose up and got us. So did the culture of complacency, but that culture is almost gone forevermore. And so I'm a little bit nervous. But this is what we all wanted, right? This is what I wanted to do. I wanted to talk to you about the Stanley Cup Finals. The chance to make history and get your name on the cup. And this will have been the most difficult cup to win in history because you're playing more games in fewer nights, back to back to back to back, the attrition of this whole thing, the lack of rest, the adversity of being away from your creature comforts and certainly being away from your loved ones. Support systems are real, and they're not there for these players. FaceTime does it, but not the same way. This would be the hardest cup to win in history. And our names could be on the cup. Our bolts. Man. I'll give you some other thoughts on the other side of this break. But it's here, guys. Celebrate it. Happy Stanley Cup Final Saturday on the Joe Bolts Fan Podcast. Lightning fans, what an exciting time this is. And we're so happy to present the Joe Bolts Fan Podcast right here at JoeBucksFan.com. Our thanks to Bill Curry Ford. They present the podcast. It is just that simple. We are such good friends of Bill Curry Ford. All of us here at JoeBucksFan.com are Bill Curry Ford customers. Start shopping today, BillCurryFord.com. General Manager Sean Sullivan will help you personally. He will give you a Joe Bolts fan, Joe Bucks fan discount, Bill Curry Ford. There's only one choice for the music for this segment. A couple of tactical thoughts on Stanley Cup Finals as we're going to watch it. Games one, two, and three before we reconvene. How is it that the Dallas Stars, who allowed the second fewest goals in the NHL this season, only Boston allowed fewer, how is it that I'm so sure that we're going to see more odd man rushes, odd man chances? Well, and I'm aware I'm letting Thunderstruck play underneath me because it's that kind of day. Lock it down. I'm sure of it because they activate their defense more. Miro Heiskanen. Klingberg, Alexiak, but led by Heiskanen. He's their do-everything player. He's got 22 points in 21 games. He's their defensive star. He's like their Victor Hedman. They are getting involved in the rush. It's, um, I read something today in The Athletic. It was a series preview with uh, Joe Smith and, and The Athletic's Dallas Stars writer. They've been given the green light on defense to get involved all facets in the rush, uh, pitching down low to keep the cycle alive. They're as active a, a decor as we're going to see. And Heiskanen is exceptional at it. Klingberg um, can do it as well, but he's not as good defensively as Heiskanen is. Like, Heiskanen can make up for it, like Victor Hedman can. But if you're going to activate your defense, and let's just say, for argument's sake, that Dallas is not going to adjust and they're going to do what they do, then all it takes is an active stick. And all it takes is a structure like ours to counterattack, get down the ice, and rush them and blitz them with three-on-twos and two-on-ones. Colorado was excellent at this. So that's why I'm feeling that, you know, coming off of a series like the Islanders, who play so disciplined and, and really take care of the back end, and, you know, Boston's defense has gotten older, but they play more conservative than aggressive, except for that top line. And then Columbus before them... I, that is a fully realized version of the Blue Jackets with Wierenski and Jones. Defense first. Dallas is going to want to play a little bit more aggressively, which is fine by me. And I think 
that given the way these playoffs have gone so far, you've seen in spurts, and Game 6 against the Islanders is one of them, where offensively we'll let it go a little bit. We'll play up and down. But we're mostly going to counterattack, and then we're going to cycle, and we're going to boa constrictor you with you know a 60 to 90 second cycle job around the point, D to D pass, you know rifle it around the boards, get on the boards, win some pucks, and eventually we'll we'll meander to the front of the net. It just it plays right into our hands, and a couple of things that can get at uh, you know get in the way obviously would be health issues, and then also special teams. You know, if Stamkos isn't available early in this series, then our power play is mediocre. Uh, we had a couple real good turns uh, on, the, on the power play in Game 6 against the Islanders, but you can't count on that night to night. And then the penalty kill, you know, the Islanders weren't good enough to take advantage of some of our stupid penalties. Um, Boston certainly was. They were good for a goal a game. Dallas is going to be closer to Boston's output on the power play uh, than certainly the Islanders or the Blue Jackets' output on the power play. So you got to be real careful there because if you lose the special teams battle by a goal or two, well, now your chances of winning have gone from 60 or 70% down to 15 or 20. So that is an area of concern for me. But I just love the way Dallas plays. We're, we're primed to take advantage of it. Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. But we're watching Stanley Cup Finals hockey tonight. Thank you to all of you who've been listening this whole time. And to those of you who just joined, I'll be back on Thursday. Thanks to Bill Curry Ford for sponsoring Hockey Talk in Tampa Bay. And happy Stanley Cup final Saturday to all of you. We'll talk again on Thursday. Bye.